Good morning, listeners. This is Agnes Drew, live in studio, bringing you Day 697 of Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Come on, Max, like we practiced. And I'm Max O'Brien. In today's top story, chaos erupted in the community of St. Eloise after a civil trial was interrupted by a major twist in the case. Agnes, are you going to do the whole broadcast this way? Do you hate it? I think the listeners will find it a little confusing. I'm trying to be clear and objective like a real journalist. You sound like you're doing impressions. All right, fine. Listeners, we last left you in the saga of the trial of Gibson versus Phipps with an emergency that interrupted the proceedings. That's right, the cliffhanger. I had almost forgotten. I don't know how. It's the trial of the year, Max. That's because it's the only trial since the outbreak. It might not be the last. But remember how I was bemoaning the fact that we didn't have an on-scene reporter? Yeah, because you were doing a lot of embellishing to fill in the details. Well, I won't have to do that today because we have a letter here from someone who was there. Really? I'm getting almost no responses on the ham radio, but you get an on-scene reporter right away? Don't be jealous, Max. All right, let's hear what our listener has to say. Okay, this letter is from our man on the street, Keegan. Dear Mercury team... I'm sure you're anxious to get to the contents of the letter, so I'll jump right in. I was there in the room when Alan Smith burst in and ran straight towards the council. He whispered something in Fern Watson's ear, and she announced the recess. Everyone started talking and muttering, wondering what could be going on. All the council members gathered together and started following Alan outside, and about half the courtroom did, too. I was one of those who followed. We started walking in the direction of Rivers Farm. There's a stream that runs along the backside of it, and after walking for a while, we crossed into River's land and cut across to the stream. As we walked alongside the water, I could hear chatter start at the front of the pack. I couldn't see in front of the council members who walked in front, but when the group stopped, I moved around to get a good view of what we had stopped for. A little ways down the water, there was a man, or what used to be a man, pacing up and down a length of the stream. The water was curving around where a tree stood, and it was like the man couldn't quite figure out how to turn himself around without bumping into the bank. It was clear. This was telltale zombie behavior, temporarily trapped by its aversion to the water. It wasn't paying attention to us, for the moment at least. I wondered why Alan had thought one zombie kind of out of the way was a big enough deal to get the whole community out. Maybe he could have grabbed a couple of guys from the back of the room to head out with him to take it down, but this wasn't anything special. Then someone said, it's Rivers. And I realized why we were there. We'd just been arguing over the fate of this man's earthly possessions while here he was, a lost body without a soul, trapped on his own land for a moment, looking at the place like he didn't recognize an inch of it. What right had anyone to anything of his while he was still around? But then he saw us, Rivers, and one instinct overtook the other, and he was able to navigate around the curve of water and move our way. I remembered that I was wrong. He wasn't around anymore, not in the way that counted. He was quickly dispatched by a crossbow of one of the council members. It was sadder than the usual zombie put down. Not just because he was one of us, but also because of what I already said. We were deciding the fate of his animals and his land, us who had no claim to it. And here he was, 
lying crumpled on grass he didn't remember was his own. The council later decided that the goat could stay with Phipps. He'd been a little unfair to Gibson by not including his current possession of the goat in their initial discussions about who would get what parts of his estate. But the goat seems happy with Phipps, and the council thought that was the most important thing. It's just a goat, after all. But it deserves to lay claim to some patch of grass, too. Agnes, I'm sorry this wasn't more like a true crime story or an episode of Law and Order. Instead, it was just some people arguing about what to do with the dead man's things, and then having to make the dead man die again. But hey, I got his good armchair, and I think, as a practical member of the St. Eloise farming community, he'd be glad it went to be of some more purpose. Regards, Keegan. Well, Keegan, it wasn't exactly how I thought our story would end, but those are the best episodes of Law & Order anyway. The ones where you don't see the ending coming. We should wrap this up. Um, For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, I'm Max O'Brien here with Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.